welcome to Morris Law Center's podcast. I'm Sarah Morris, and today we're talking with my partner, Brian Morris, and Sydney Soder, who is a paralegal at our firm. She's actually the managing paralegal. And the big question is, do I want to go to law school? (laughs) Right, Sydney? Yes. (laughs) So a lot of people consider going to law school. A lot of people think that it's something that they should do but don't necessarily know why they should do it so I think that the big question is why did you both choose to go to law school well my my story is probably not one that I would want others to emulate (laughs) my undergraduate degree is in business uh, specifically information technology during my final year I think during undergrad I took, I think, real estate law one and two. The professor was a lawyer, and I just got to know him and went to his office hours and stuff like that, and we talked about it. I decided it sounded like a good idea, so I applied, so I went for it, which in retrospect was not very well thought out, Um, and I really did not have a solid understanding of what it meant to be an attorney until well after graduating from law school. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I have a sort of similar story in that it's not necessarily the way to do it at all. (laughs) But um, I went for my undergraduate degree, I had a double major in classical history and art history, which I love both of those subjects dearly. However, there wasn't much to do with those when you have a a degree in those subjects you either keep moving for a PhD go to a master's program and get a PhD or you do something totally random and unrelated so um, I didn't know what else to do so I went to law school not really thinking it through at all just okay I'll take the LSAT if I do well I have really good grades and if I get into enough law schools and one that I like then I'll go so that's what I did but I had no idea what it was about I'd never worked in a law firm I don't have any Uh, My grandfather was an attorney, but I didn't even know him because he passed away before I was born. So there really was no knowledge (laughs) going into it. (laughs) So I would not necessarily recommend it, although it is a nice foundation to have in general. I mean, I I value the law education, whether you're a lawyer or not, just to be able to understand the system and how it operates. So would you guys say that you enjoyed law school? I think I could have enjoyed it more. I was so determined because I went straight from undergrad to law school. I did not take a break at all. I went through um, undergrad in three and a half years and I went through law school in two and a half because I did summers. So I just tried to race through it and get it over with. I wasn't, I didn't necessarily enjoy it, but I got through it and just like it was a job basically. Whereas in retrospect, I would have definitely tried to take my time more, take in the full three years and really, um, you know, enjoyed it as much as you can enjoy law school. For my own experience, I certainly had some good times with my friends in law school as far as making friends, getting to know people, things like that. As far as law school itself, though, I did not like it at all. The reality is that, you know, it's taught by law professors, not by attorneys. It's taught by academics. It's a really intensely academic setting, and they make, in my view, very little attempt 
to apply the theories in a practical way that is useful to what you're going to be doing after law school. Yeah, I mean, I would echo that because I did not learn anything there about being a real attorney. I mean, it was all academic, which is great, except that you get out there and you have no idea what you're doing, and it's like learning it all over because the practice of law is very different from going to law school. It's a great foundation to have to be a lawyer, but it doesn't teach you how to be a lawyer. So there's that big distinction. And, and I would actually want to mention, so law school full-time is three years, and then the usual process is to spend the entire summer after law school studying for the bar exam, and then you take the bar exam at the end of the summer. I spent the first two weeks of bar study getting myself rather upset about the fact that we would have a year-long class on constitutional law And in the bar review, they did a four-hour course, told you everything you need to know, all the practical pieces of constitutional law, what you needed for the bar exam, done. (laughs) So the difference of spending an entire year talking about, like, obscure academic theories that aren't even on the bar, that don't end up being useful in any way, it really actually shocked me how... um, how the bar review course was able to condense years at a time into a couple hours. Yeah, agreed completely. Because there were even things, I'm sure you've had the same experience, that weren't taught in law school but you were expected to know for the bar. And they probably weren't taught because there wasn't enough time because we were talking about all the obscure stuff. And again, not to say that this stuff isn't important and it doesn't contribute to Um, society as a whole and people don't need to know all this stuff but the reality is that law school doesn't teach you how to practice how to be a lawyer it just gives you that foundational basis and I think it also weeds out a lot of people which is important as well we don't want to have an overabundance of lawyers we already have that but we got to limit it somewhere so when there were certainly people that really enjoyed the academic exercises. Um, Normally they would be sitting in the front row and you would call them gunners because they would shoot their hand up before the professor even asked the question with excitement about, you know, how do you feel about condemnation in property law? And they're, you know, they want to talk about what they think about it and whether they think it's fair or not and but there are people that really enjoy the theory and the academics of it. I think that the two of us are much more practical. Yeah, and I mean, and to be fair, the two of us are practicing attorneys, and the people that are more interested in the academics, they are usually the ones that go on to be a professor, or maybe they're doing more appellate loss type work, you know, things that you're really talking more about the legalities and the theories and stuff like that so but the people that actually want to be lawyers um you know I think they just try to get through and then they go on and and hopefully be successful as attorneys um they always say when you go to law school and I think it's really true that the I forget what the a and b students are they've got to be like professors but the c the c the b minus the c plus and the c students are all the actual attorneys (laughs) the rest of them are like (laughs) I, I think the joke was that a students are professors or work at like really big firms but but rarely 
and then you know the people that are actually practicing on average are okay. not those acad- not those academics right right so i don't think you know if you get b's and c's in law school you're not going to be successful that's crazy you actually might be really successful you might be more successful than the a and b's so focusing less on the theory and more on the overall practicality yes so if you had to name it what do you think the purpose of the obscurity of the the education is why do you think it focuses on the obscure theory versus the the practical application of law I think to weed people out so there's less people that become attorneys, which thank you. That's fine with <laughs> yeah. me. <laughs> I mean, it's already hard enough. There's already enough attorneys. So I really do think it's probably to weed people out so that, you know, it's not overabundant. I guess what that raises for me is that there's also, there's a certain desire by the sort of law school system as a whole to maintain appearances what I mean by that is a law degree is a juris doctorate. So we're sort of pretending to be doctors, like medical doctors. You <laughs> know, we're, we're technic- technically yeah. like, I technically have a doctorate. And so I've heard there's been a lot of debate. Well, there's, I don't think there's been a lot of debate, but I have heard the debate about whether the third year of law school is necessary at all. Um, in mine and Sarah's opinions, it is not necessary. I'm assuming in Sarah's opinion, it's not necessary. In my opinion, it's not necessary. You're not really learning. The, the sort of curve of diminishing returns has probably flattened out by the end of the second year. But the dean of the law school wants to make sure that everybody knows that a law degree is more of a big deal than a master's degree in biology or something like that. Like we're, we're, we're actually jumping from an undergrad degree supposedly to a doctorate. So they spread it out over three years. It's super academic, which in it requires them to go kind of in-depth into obscure things that really aren't practical and you won't ever use, although that could be remedied to some extent. You know, if there were changes made in law school to where it was practical to practicing. You know, there could be classes in the third year about how to run a firm, how to bill, how to actually practice, I guess. And there really just aren't practical classes in law school. Something else I wanted to talk about, Brian, you've mentioned this before and you sort of touched on it earlier when you were talking about how you learned more in your bar prep course than you did in certain classes in law school. Would you recommend taking a bar prep course before going to law school? Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say I would recommend it to the extent that I think it's necessary, but certainly I think that it's a good idea. I would have liked to have taken it because you end up with, you know, you have that bar study book and it has the outline of every class with everything you basically need to know already in it. You know, you can be prepped on the classes and kind of be ahead of everybody there and trying to more study for the bar as you go. When I actually ended up finishing law school and Googling articles and blogs about bar study and stuff like that, I really didn't use like my outlines from law school or like I didn't use anything from law school. I completely started over with bar study and did my outlines in a completely different way, um, which would have been nice to, to think about ahead of time. Yeah, you know, I don't know the answer because, gosh, I 
don't remember. It's been 16 years longer than Brian, so uh, I don't know. All I know is I spend eight hours a day for, you know, three or four months, like studying. treated it like a job studying for the bar. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if I suppose it might be helpful to look at some bar. I, I guess I'm sort of not in the same boat as him. Like, I agree it might be helpful, but at the same time, eh, wait until, wait until you the take end. the courses. Yeah, so. Well, I just have one last question. If you, you're obviously both practicing attorneys, but if you weren't practicing, what would you use your legal education for? That's a tough question. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know because, I mean, yes, you're right. It can be used for a basis for other things if you're starting out. I think it's, I mean, since I run the firm, I think it's a really good basis to running a business, you know. Not necessary, of course. There's plenty of successful people that run businesses that don't even have a college education, so I'm not. But, I mean, it does help in running a business. As far as the question is seeking a specific response of a position that is not as a lawyer. Now you're sounding like a lawyer. <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe running a marketing firm for lawyers or something like that. But I think what Sarah was getting at earlier as well is that maybe the saying it's cheaper to go to law school than hire an attorney in the sense that I think that I could do really well in high-end residential real estate or commercial real estate because those types of transactions would normally need an attorney and that would be something that I would be able to read the contracts and handle myself. So in almost any position, you're going to need an attorney. Even here at this law firm, we reach out to other attorneys outside of our practice area to ask questions just about running our business or something like that on a regular basis. You're going to use your experience from practicing. I don't know about, <laughs> I don't know if you're going to use the academics of law school. Sarah, right if line. someone came to you and said, Go to law. I'm should considering go to law? going to law school, what should I do? I would tell them not to do it <laughs> unless they really had a passion. And I saw that passion like I do in Sydney, to be clear. You, I see But I'm passion. talking about somebody off the street. I would tell them no way. No. Most attorneys... <laughs> just most, know it? Yeah, most attorneys... The reality of the situation is most attorneys are miserable. They hate practicing law. It's true. I mean, you check the stats, you know, do your Google research, but most people are miserable doing it. So, you know, it's a hard... It is actually sort of a hard career path to take. People think lawyers make a lot of money you know and that's not true at all there's plenty of lawyers that don't make a lot of money if you want to make money go into business don't be a lawyer there's only like you know the there's only the top few that actually make the big bucks so don't do it for money because you know that's not the reason to go to law school but if you have a passion for the law and you're really genuinely interested then it's worth it but otherwise I would say absolutely not go find something else what about you Brian I guess my initial response would be to gain some experience with the legal field. You know, not everyone has the opportunity to be the managing paralegal and an award-winning <laughs> law firm like Morris Law Center, but there's no excuse, you know, you don't call up a law firm and just ask them to let you come in and work for free. Just go volunteer at the district attorney, at the public defender, which, you know, the criminal side of the law. Volunteer at a real estate law firm. Like, you've got to actually go and even see what it's going to be like. 
the other maybe major factor, which is on more on the economics, you have to give up at least three years of your life, maybe four if it's part-time, which, which is also possible. You can do law school part-time four years. You have to give up three years of your life, th three years of income, and take on debt. The UNLV law school, I think, is $30,000 a year right now. Even if you're, if you're able to earn $30,000 a year during that time and you give that up, plus you go $30,000 a year into debt, you're giving up three years of your life and $200,000 opportunity cost because not only are you not working, but you're paying tuition. So, you know, does that really pay off in order to go work at the legal aid center, <laughs> you know, or something like that where, you know, maybe you're going to end up with a ton of debt yeah, I mean, I think the real question is, why do you want to go to law school? You know, that's the kicker. Like, okay, should I go to law school? Why do you want to go? Because it's all about why you want to go. You know, I think as long as it's not you want to go because you want to make money, <laughs> then we might continue the conversation. If it's because you want to make money or you just want the status of being a lawyer, don't do it. It's it's not going to work for you. So I guess the other thing to mention, which I've said to Sydney before, is – on the flip side of don't go, see what it's like, etc. If your passion really ends up there, there is no excuse for not going to law school. There is a way to make it happen. It's little known. I didn't know this um, until I was finishing law school. It's much easier to transfer into a school than apply there directly. So maybe you can't get into Harvard, but if you go to a lower-ranked school the first year, they'll probably let you transfer in the second year because they want your money and you're not on the statistics. It comes down to how bad you want it, not whether it's possible, because you can go live in an apartment in Arizona for a year or some other place that has a... Michigan. Michigan uh, has a lot of law Mi schools Michigan that you can get into, by the way. Thomas Cooley, everybody can get into Thomas yeah. Cooley. <laughs> Michigan has, I think, the lowest-ranked law school. Yes. Yes. So anybody can go to law school in Michigan. But, you <laughs> well, know, what are you willing to give up to go to law school? If, if this is what you're committed to, then move to Michigan, get an apartment, <laughs> go to the first year of law school, and then Do you really can— well. And then transfer to UNLV the second year, but there is no like can't about it. It's either you want to do it or not. Like, what are you willing to give up to do it? Agreed. I think that's a great note to end on a very positive, upbeat note because that's totally true. If it's something you want to do, there's a way to do it. So, um, thank you guys. Thank you, thank you for tuning in, who, you guys that are listening. Um, and be sure to leave any comments. Review us on the podcast platforms yeah. Spotify, iTunes, etc. We could really use reviews there. We're also on all the usual social media channels. We'd be very happy to have you follow us on any of them. And let us know if you have any topics that you would like discussed. Yeah. Yeah.